Roe versus Wade is on the verge of being overturned. That's right. A near half-century Supreme Court decision can be overturned very soon. And we're going to get into what is happening with the Supreme Court from a leaked opinion. And we're going to talk about what it means for the states and for abortion and pro-life advocates in the U.S. once this is overturned. And I'm going to give you the one question that matters when it comes to whether or not abortion should even be allowed. We got some exciting stuff to get into, so let's do it right now. This is Your Faith at Work, work. the show that helps you get your faith out of the church and into the world. God is on the move right now in the marketplace and culture through people just like you. You were created for influence and impact. Let's take your faith to the next level. Learn more at RyanSHoward.com. And now, here's your host, Dr. Ryan S. Howard. Well, it is true. It is not a rumor. It is true. The Supreme Court has voted to strike down the landmark Roe versus Wade decision. And that is according to an initial draft majority opinion written by Justice Samuel Alito that was uh, leaked to people at the uh, Politico. And they obtained that and published it. It's a 98-page report, including... uh, 31 pages of an appendix. And I want to go through a few highlights of this here, but it is is just incredible, uh, this news that uh, many of us have been waiting for for many, many years. But uh, just a couple of highlights here that I want to read. Uh, but basically, he says that, you know, we hold Roe and Casey. This was another opinion from 92. The first uh, Roe v. Wade was from uh, 1973. Uh, but it's the opinion of the court that it is time to heed the Constitution and return the issue of abortion to the people's elected representatives. That means back to the states because uh, these were not enumerated in it rights in the Constitution, which means it's a state's issue. Uh, and this, he gets into this here when he says that Roe was egregiously wrong from the start. Its reasoning was exceptionally weak, and the decision has had damaging consequences, of course. Uh, and for, far from bringing about a national settlement to the abortion issue, Roe and Casey have inflamed debate and deepened division. Now, that is from that majority opinion, the initial draft, written by Justice Alito. And as I mentioned there, uh, he's saying it should go back to the states and uh, mentions that it is not enumerated in the Constitution here next, where he says, We hold that Roe and Casey must be overruled. The Constitution makes no reference to abortion, and no such right is implicitly protected by any constitutional provision. And that's another uh, quote that I mentioned from that initial draft of that majority opinion, but this is incredible news. And, uh, you know, this is uh, overturning this longstanding uh, ruling, which should have never happened in the first place. As he mentioned, it is just incredibly weak. I mean, you can take all the different angles you want to, and I'm going to give you the one question that really is the kicker, and it's one that I got from Greg Kokel. Uh, he's a Christian apologist. He's just an incredible man. But uh, what 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 will first? I want to talk about though. What does it mean uh, if this is overturned? Well, that means it will go back to the states, and there's a wide range 
of pro-life and anti-life or abortion laws that are on the books in different states. And that is because this is something that should be up to the states, the elected representatives to manage, not the federal government, not the federal, the Supreme Court. It's not a federal issue because it's not enumerated in the Constitution, as was mentioned. But, you know, we have, I think there's about 21 states that actually would effectively ban abortions altogether. 21 states, there were just no abortions allowed. And that's really in the the South and the Midwest. And there's others that, uh, well, you know, in Colorado and California, they're even talking about uh, having no rights for the unborn and basically not even legally defining it as a person, you know. And th- th- it's just, it's very unscientific and they don't even uh, consider viability or age of gestation or anything like that in those states. And even they're talking about uh, considering laws that would allow – you might want to sit down for this if you haven't uh, – if you're not already. But um, allowing a born child to die up to 28 days after birth. Unbelievable. You know, that's we had this in Virginia about a child being left on the table to die after a, a, a failed abortion. But now they're even getting more bold and going and saying, well, 28 days, you know, and, and it's just absurd. It makes no sense whatsoever. But I, I want to just mention to you, I mean, where does the U.S. fall on the global stage when it comes to abortion and uh, you know, when when uh, babies can be killed? In the womb. So, well, it's actually the U.S. is one of only six countries that allow abortion on demand through the entire nine months of pregnancy. Can you believe that? It's only six countries in the world allow abortion through all nine nine months of pregnancy. What are those nations? Well, it's uh, North Korea, China, South Korea, Canada. And Vietnam and the United States of America, it's it's unbelievable that this you know only three European countries allow abortions after fourteen weeks. Did you know that? I mean, most other countries in the world, uh, it's fifteen weeks. Mo- I mean, literally, that's what it is. It, like it is egregious. It, I mean, now any abortion at all is egregious. So I want to be clear about that. But I just want to show, I want to demonstrate how far the U.S. is. Many of these states is just so far out of whack, even with what the rest of the world is doing in the Western world. And so we're on par with China and uh, North Korea uh, who don't respect human rights at all. So... The uh, I, I want to get to the question, though, that I mentioned. Now, this is the one question. It's actually the scientific question. The scientific argument, I believe, is strong enough uh, to say we should not have abortion at all. There should be zero abortion. So what is that scientific argument? Well, there's only one question that needs to be asked. It is, is it a life? Is what is inside of a, a woman's womb, is it a human life? Because if it isn't a human life, no justification is needed. J- just kill it or take it or do, do remove it or whatever. I mean, no, you don't need any justification. Just do what you want to do. But if it is a human life, well, no justification is enough. 
no justification for killing it is enough or taking it out or whatever, you know, uh, that that's, as, it's as simple as that. And another line of reasoning that I like to use is, I, I mean, I asked a friend one time that was, uh, uh, talking about, we need abortion and, and uh, he's saying that, well, it's not, it's, you know, if we don't have a legal abortion, that's safe, <laughs> quote, safe, you know, where the baby's killed. But if we don't have legal abortion, then they're going to go, women are going to go get abortions in other places or going to get them in these alleys and they're going to, it's going to be dangerous and they're going to die and, and, and this and that. And it's like, well, they actually think that by regulating abortion, they're going to decrease the number of abortions. And it's just, that's kind of a backwards reasoning. And it, it just doesn't really make any sense. And and the data doesn't even support that. So it's not a real argument to make. And the other, I asked him, I remember I, remember, I said, uh, and I've asked many people this. So if there was a two-year-old standing uh, you know, next to someone and they said, well, th- this kid, we're tired of having him around. It's pretty inconvenient. Let's just take him out. Now, would you be okay with that? Well, of course not. That's absurd. Okay. Well, I mean, what if he was only a year old though? What, I mean, you know, or, or six years old? No, no. Okay. What about a year old? No. Okay. How about six months old? Half a year? No. Three months, two months, one month? No. How about a week? Still no. How about, uh, you know, one day old? How about just born? No. How about half born? Ooh, now we're getting a little interesting. Well, how about right before he was born? Well, yeah, they should be able to kill to take the baby's life because because why? What's the difference between before born and after born? Literally, I mean, it's not this m- magical thing that happens that, that that goes through and all of a sudden bestows s- some change. It's a location change. That's it. That is the only difference. And so <laughs> abortion is is not justifiable. And so we have all these different uh, lines of reasoning, but you know it's clearly not acceptable, and it never was. And th- what what Roe versus Wade did was rip the discussion out of public debate and out of the hands of the elected representatives in the states, and and just said, nope, not going to debate it. And then now everybody's trying to, ag- you know, has been aggressively talking about, oh, it's settled, oh, it's law, this and that, and this and that. No, not not law. And so. Th- this is putting it back to the states. Now, the work, now a new kind of work begins. I mean, these um, efforts have been very important over, you know, the last 50 years. And many states have, like I mentioned, at least 21 states have gotten to the point where it's a pretty much all out ban on abortion. And what we need to do now, though, is strengthen these. We need to be ready for the fight and we need to be armed with reasoning. You know, we need to stand up. You know, we, we have things God gives us and he puts them in our hand and we need to hold them with an open hand and be willing to sacrifice them, uh, for whether it's popularity or friendships or even family or whatever it is for you to stand for what's right. And now I'm talking, we need to do this with love. This is all motivated by love. You know, it's not, um, I mean, we could get into all of that. I mean, it actually is loving. It's loving to for you to let someone know they're about to drink some poison, you know, even if you had to maybe be a little harsh with it. Now, I'm not saying we should go being harsh and, and, and be violent or anything like that. Of course not. But, you know, sharing truth is loving. Jesus shared truth in many different ways, depending on who he was talking to. And he knew the condition of the heart of the people to whom he was talking. And, and he spoke accordingly, you know, in alignment with that. 
And so, but now we need to start, we need to be praying because this decision actually was leaked. And so it's not actually official coming out yet. And so hopefully it will be. This is sort of unprecedented that this has happened. They're usually pretty tight on this stuff uh, from what I understand and what I've seen. And so now that this is out, well, we need to be praying for protection for these justices, these Supreme Court justices that have voted uh, this way and, and are in agreement with this opinion from uh, Justice Alito. And so be praying for them, be praying for protection, be praying that God would open the eyes of these other judges and uh, that, that were not aligned with that. Be praying that God uh, would be opening the eyes of the people in these states that are having these just egregious um, child-killing laws supporting this. It's just unbelievable. And what they're doing even after birth, I mean, and it's not, I just want to, again, say that it's just as ridiculous to kill a baby before it's born as it is to kill it 28 days after it's born. But, you know, it just seems that some people uh, who have an appetite for one don't have an appetite for the other. And they should use that as a bridge to get back to understand that they're both the same. They're both absolutely unacceptable. You know, you would never, uh, if you understand how there's videos of doctors testifying in front of Congress on how abortions happen, they literally uh, do like a saline uh, injection, which was is to burn, it basically burns alive, burn the baby alive. Or they uh, use little clamps and they pull the pieces off, the limbs of the baby. And then they have to put them together if the baby's small enough. And then once they get all the limbs out and they have to crush the skull and bring the brains out so that they can get all the pieces out. And then they have to put them on the table and make sure they have all the pieces in there so there's not one left inside and have an infection or something like that inside the woman. Does that sound acceptable at any age? (laughs) Absolutely not. It's just unbelievable. And it's the most inhumane uh, thing too, the way that women are treated. And, uh, you know, some of these states have laws that uh, are called, basically they have to wait. They have to go and they have to wait. They have to go to, if they go to an abortion clinic, they have to wait 24 hours before they actually get the abortion. And actually it's 80 or 90% of women who do that and wait the 24 hours don't get the abortion. So that's a, a very effective uh, approach that some of these states have taken. Um, some of them have to have counseling. Some of them, maybe you have to show them an ultrasound. That's another example where maybe a uh, high percentage of women don't get the abortion when they see an ultrasound. And and what we need to do is, you know, in addition to praying for these just these uh, justices, is to be praying for these pro life uh, ministries like. Um, I live in in Cedar Falls, Iowa, and there's one called Alternatives Pregnancy Center, and they provide just incredible support for women um, and men, uh, uh, you know, fathers coming in with these women, but a lot of single women uh, that are in a tough situation, and they help them through this. And if they want to go through adoption, they help them with that. And you know, they have clothes and diapers and all kinds of support uh, for new parent classes and, and support there. Um, and I got to talk a lot about that in my uh, in my campaign for twenty uh, Iowa House in twenty twenty. And you know, we spoke for pro life. We I was in a purple district where you know it actually was a four four five point advantage for Democrats. But I still talked about pro life because that's if I can't talk about what we need to talk about for what am I running for office for? And so I you know we talk about what we need to. And we stand up for the unborn. We stand up for the preborn, those who who can't speak for themselves. 
And so they need we we need to be supporting these other uh ministries and not even all ministries. I mean, they, they are a ministry, but the, even just these other nonprofit organizations that are helping these women in a difficult situation. And another thing that I just thought of um, a common argument is that something about for the safety of the mother and this and that, and it's actually very traumatic uh, to a woman's body to have an abortion because there, there are things that they, they inject that they do to prepare the body, to prepare the woman in the womb and all of this and that. And, and like, if it's an emergency situation, it's actually safer to induce labor and, and give birth live birth. It's actually safer and less traumatic to the, the woman's body in those cases. But that, uh, you know, as you see, there's really no good, uh, line of reasoning to go down, and that's why you see so much shouting from the other side because uh, they just don't want to have a conversation about it because it, they it it doesn't work. It's not going to ha- it. It's not supported. There's no uh, support in any line of reasoning for abortion. Uh, we praise God for this amazing news that we received, and we would need to be praying for the safety of these justices and also the outcomes in these different states and uh, be ready also to support women making these very difficult uh, transitions and circumstances and things where they may be fed some of these different ideas. And so uh, be praying for women as well in this situation and supporting these different nonprofits and ministries that are helping vulnerable women in these very difficult circumstances. So All right, well, I hope that blessed you. If you want to learn more, make sure to head over to ryanshoward.com, get signed up for one of my free things, and then you'll be staying tuned in through email and uh, making sure that you know what's going on with us here. So, all right, God bless you, and we will see you in the next episode. If you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to subscribe, and you can help spread the word by leaving a five-star review and sharing it with your friends. Visit RyanSHoward.com to learn more about living the intentional, influential, and impactful life you were created for.